Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Many have taken that charity is love, and it's just a, an affection toward God. But we find that there's much more to charity than just what appears on the surface of agape love. What is charity? And exactly how do we work charity in our life? It's not just benevolence given to someone. They well uh, in philanthropy and benevolence we give uh, a charitable work for someone. Uh, that's watered down. Biblical charity is what we're talking about today. Now, most of the translations have taken charity and replaced it with love and say it's agape. But when we take a look at charity, what it really means biblically, we find that many will not make it simply because uh, it is going up and adding to faith. Most people focus on faith alone. You'll find Faith Tabernacle, uh, the Faith Church, and it'll be focused on faith, which is wonderful. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. We all understand that. But there abideth faith, hope, and charity, and the greatest of these is charity. Now, why did Paul state that? We have to add to our faith virtue. Now, of course, virtue has to do with a clean, pure heart toward God and being honest and bringing our body, soul, and spirit into a sacrificial uh, sacrifice to God, mortifying the deeds of the flesh with the affections and the lust. And that is how we do the will of God, not doing our own will, but the will of God. That requires a crucified life crucifying our own will, our own purpose in life, to do the will of God. Now, most realize that when we talk faith, that we think it's a general faith. Most believe that if you simply just ask Jesus to come into your heart, you believe he's the Son of God with an intellectual consent, and you're saved. But that's the furthest thing from the truth. Now, let's take a look at Colossians 3 and verse 14. Notice that it says, and above all things, put on charity. We can put on charity? It's like putting on a coat. It's something that we have the volition and free will to do. Above all things, all these things put on charity, which is what? It's the bond of perfectness. Now it's a bond is a guarantee. If a person is going to do a job many times, uh, that the contractor will be required to post a bond. A bond is a, an assurance or guarantee that the job will be completed as described in a contract, and that is the guarantee that it will be performed. He posts a bond. A bond is a guarantee. Well, charity is the guarantee or bond of perfectness. They're coming to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ and to a perfect man. Why would that be? Because charity we find also in Peter, in his epistle. He states that in 1 Peter 4 and verse 8, and above all things, same thing that uh, Paul is stating, Peter stating in his epistle, and above all things, uh, have fervent 
charity among yourselves. Why? For charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Cover the multitude of sins? Well, all unrighteousness is sin. And there's a sin unto death and a sin not unto death. John tells us that. And there's a sin unto death. I say not that you should pray for that. Because all unrighteousness is sin. But there is a sin unto death. Knowing to do good and do it not to him, it's sin. But we haven't done it willingly. It's not a Hebrews 6 where we willfully sin against God, whereby there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin, no room for repentance. There's a place of passing over that he that hardens his heart shall be cut off without remedy. That being reproved many times, the Lord, it's not just something that uh, you have one or two uh, things that God uh, uh, places you in a place of repentance, but is long-suffering toward us. But after being reproved many times, many times and often, stiffens his neck and hardens his heart, should be cut off from that without remedy. It's Hebrews 6. That's not very well received in the church today, but it is still the truth nonetheless. Well, what is this charity that is a bond of perfectness? What is it that above all things that we put on fervent charity, which will cover a multitude of sins? Why? Well, we add to our faith virtue, being virtuous toward God, a pure heart. But when we add to our virtue, knowledge. We find in Hosea, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And then what? Is that it? We have the knowledge of God. We're saved through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Through these exceedingly great and precious promises, whereby we are made partakers of his divine nature and escaping the corruption world through lust. But we don't stop there. We add to our knowledge uh, their temperance. He that striveth for the mastery must be temperate or self-controlled in all things, all things of truth, all things of faith. It all intertwines. Faith, hope, charity. There we add to our faith. That's a foundation that God has dealt to everyone the measure of faith. But charity is something that we have to add, put on fervently. Charity. It's a choice in our volition. Then how do you do that? Well, Peter tells us that we add to our faith virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance. That's self-control in all things. Striving for the mastery must be temperate in all things. Then after temperance, we add to our temperance patience. That after we've done the will of God, we have need of patience that we may receive a full reward. Let patience have her perfect work. Now, how do we get patience? Well, everyone knows. Tribulation, trouble, worketh patience. Patience then worketh experience. And experience works hope. Hope makes not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. All these are intricately connected in, in obedience unto righteousness unto holiness, which is a choice in obeying the true leading of the Holy Ghost, which is righteousness. Iniquity is lawlessness, not obeying the leading of the Holy Ghost. And there, not doing the will of God and the purpose of God done 
in our life and what we're called for yields uh, no entrance to the kingdom of heaven. Jesus states that in Matthew 7, 23, not only saying to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. What happens there? Well, he said only those that do the will of God have to do the will of God. Now this is bringing us to charity. Now we find in 2 Thessalonians, the first chapter, Paul talks about our faith growing thing, growing exceedingly. How does your faith grow exceedingly from faith to faith? Well, it's through obedience. And him that has shall be given, he'll have the more. We grow up into him in all things, starting out as newborn babes. Desire then sincere milk of the word, we may grow thereby, but we don't stay babies. We don't say, well, we're safe, sanctified, and on our way to heaven. Well, then we grow in the Lord Jesus Christ, and we go through different tests, which yields a testimony. This tribulation worketh patience. The trials, think it not, the, the fiery trials that come upon us, as though some strange thing happened to us, but rejoice inasmuch as we are partakers of Christ's sufferings and the glory of God resteth on our head. Well, no one likes to hear that. You're not only called to believe on Jesus, but also to suffer with him. For if you suffer with him, you will reign with him. Not a popular message, because what is popular today is prosperity gospel. Not a cross. We have a crossless Christianity, for the most part, in the nominal Christianity today. But the cross is the government of God, which Jesus stated that if any man come after me, let him first deny himself. You can't have your own self-will and your own purpose of the world. He let him deny himself. Then what do you do? Pick up your cross and come and follow me, Jesus stated. Very few believe that. We are told that you can have the world and mammon, money, houses, cars, and lands, do your own thing, your own will, and you're going to have heaven also, and Jesus wants you to have all that. But none saying uh, that we're crucifying the flesh with the affections of the lust, mortifying the deeds of the flesh in order to do the will of God. So think it not strange that fiery trial wishes to try us. Has some strange thing happened to us? But rejoice in as much as we're protectors of Christ's sufferings. And then we have the glory. The glory of God resteth upon our head. Why would he do that? Because it is through these trials and tribulations that works patience. And there we've added from our faith, we've added to our faith virtue, virtue, knowledge. Knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience. And we got that patience through tribulation and persecution, which all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. If you haven't suffered persecution, it's because you're not living godly. It's certain, simply a point that in any ministry, just like the Lord Jesus himself had a Judas Iscariot, and he chose the 12, and one of them was the devil. He stated that. But there was 70 that he called also. Seven is the number of restoration or restitution in the last days. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy holy city in Jerusalem to rebuild the walls and the streets, even in troublous times during the great tribulation in Daniel 9, 24. But this is 
preached against, stating that we will have no sorrow, no tribulation, no persecution, and that is the mystery of Babylon, the great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the world, which is the false church. She says, I said a queen, I am no widow. The book of the Revelation tells us that by John. I said a queen, I am no widow. Why? She said, and I will see no sorrow, no birth pains, no trouble, no tribulation. And we are to count it a joy. We may fall into diverse temptations. Why would we count that a joy? Though your faith be tried as by fire. That's what's happening. Our faith is being tried as by fire. And what, would, what does that produce? Though our faith be tried as by fire, that it may come forth as pure gold to the glory of God. This is how we're reaching that top growth state of perfection called charity. When that which is perfect is come. And that's 1 Corinthians 13th chapter, which is charity. It's not love. Love, we can love in word and in tongue, which is an emotion. But charity is loving God, not only in word and in tongue, but in deed and in truth, but not stopping there. Not just trying to do what the word of God says. No adultery, fornication, lying, cheating, stealing, drunkard, no, none of these things that shall enter the kingdom of God. We understand that. But not only in a general faith, but a personal purpose of God that he's called each individual for. Somebody says, what do you mean by that, Brother Beard? Well, it's not a general faith. God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Whatever he's called you to do, he's enabled you to do it by the faith that's been given to you individually. And there's different ministrations. We all don't have the same calling, and that is the faith that's been delivered to each one of us according to the will and purpose of God. That's why it is so essential to crucify the flesh with the affections of the lust. That's the only way we can know to do the will of God and if we do not do the will of God, we will not have entrance into the kingdom of heaven. That's the reason Jesus said, few there be that find it. Straight is the gate and the way to lead the life, few there be that find it. Well, why? In the constitution of the kingdom of heaven, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, which very few will literally read and understand because it gives the foundation and the walls and the complete building of that temple that Jesus himself builds. What know we not? We're the temple of the Holy Ghost. We're not our own. We're bought with the price. Well, we're to grow up into Jesus and all things and all truth. And that's simply not taught in most churches and the nominal Christianity. They're saying, well, you simply give your heart to Jesus and you ask him to come in your heart and you're saved and that's it, which is a complete total lie. Well, why? Because Paul states, in Romans 12, when I beseech you, brethren, those are the ones that are called and have come in being born again. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world. Uh-oh. It means it's not houses, cars, lands. Uh, there will you have stock bonds, mutual funds, and all this money saved up for many years. 
and we hear the frightful words of Jesus, depart from me, you that work iniquity. Why? Well, he says many times over, a man's life does not consist of the things which he possesses. That's the worldly way of looking at things. Well, there was a grounds of a rich man brought forth plentifully. Jesus gives us the mindset that the mind of Christ, what it means to be not worldly minded, but having the mind of Christ. And what is that? What is that mind of Christ? Well, we're putting on charity. Charity is not just loving him more than in tongue, but indeed in truth, but according to the will of God and the purpose of God for each one of us individually. That's charity. Charity is doing the will of God for each individual member in the body of Christ according to the measure of faith given to each part. And that becomes the quest for life, to find the will of God individually and doing it. Otherwise, there's no entrance to the kingdom of heaven. And we find that grounds of a rich man that brought forth plentifully. He didn't lie to you to steal to do it. He said, so what shall I do? I know what I'll do. I'll pull down my barns and build greater. Well, then in the prosperity church world, that would be the thing to do. You've given your tithes and offerings and God's blessed you and you just, uh, uh, you know, give your tithe and you think, well, God's blessed me. Now I can have all these features and advantages and benefits of the world and still have salvation. But when you look at this rich man, he pulls down his barns, he builds greater. He's a good businessman. Then he says to his soul, so take thine ease. Be at ease in Zion. Jesus stated, woe be unto them that are at ease in Zion. We're always to be constantly stirred up to do the will of God, pressing toward the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We're never to be content with where we are in the status quo in the growth in our Lord Jesus Christ. We're always to be pressing toward that mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus under perfection. As many as be perfect, be thus minded. That's the mind of Christ. And if you be any otherwise minded, God will reveal this even to you, Paul said to the church at Philippi. Well, what basically is that? We have to do the will of God. Well, what happened to this rich man? He didn't lie, cheat, or steal. He didn't hurt anybody. All he did was increase with goods and build his barns, pull down the barns he had, build greater. He expanded his business. And he said to his soul, take thine ease, be at ease in Zion. Eat, drink, and be merry. That's much good stored up for many years. You stored up your goods. And we find that that's a good businessman. The world says that he that has the most money when he dies wins. In other words, their golden rule is he that has the gold makes the rules. Well, we find that we find in the word of God that Jesus states that in the night, in the night visions, when we have judgment upon the earth, when the four winds come to hurt the sea, the land, and the trees, Revelation 7, the judgments of God coming upon the earth, we find that happening. Then that night, the night visions, that in the night they were said unto this rich man, Thou fool, this night thy soul should be required of thee. Well, 
while it's day, we all play, get money, go to the prosperity churches and holler, we're blessed. Even to the point, ministers boasting of their jet airplane. <laughs> but in the night, we'll be entering to the night seasons. Now, the four winds blowing upon the great sea to hurt the sea, the land, and the trees. But it said, hurt not the land, the sea, the trees, until we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads, the mind of Christ for the sealing of the servants. That's a revelation sealing there since the 19th of January, 2019. While preaching the Messiah Travel Church in Kenya, Africa, the Lord visited us. And in that time in this visitation that I received from the Lord himself, not for any of my righteousness or any of my holiness, but simply for his name's sake, said, seal my people by my word. That's not of us. That's not of anything of Dennis Beard or ministers are here that work with us. It's through the Lord Jesus himself. Seal my people by my word. Even as I send my angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God, so send I you. The seal of the living God is the word of God, knowing him that's from the beginning. The word. That's the fathers. They have full grown and they've added to their faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness. They added to their patience, godliness. That's the God life. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. Not of anything of us, but what he did. For God was manifest in the flesh. We see that in 1 Timothy 3.16. Justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached to the Gentiles, believed on the world, Received up into glory. He that knew no sin became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. That requires not only faith, but adding to our faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness. That's the God life. And then, are we full grown there? No, there's still two more steps. From godliness, we add to godliness, brotherly kindness. The brotherly love, Church Philadelphia. We see that in Revelation 3. And in brotherly kindness, finally we reach the epoch. The epitome of it, charity, which is the bond of perfectness. The guarantee. Notice that Peter states, and all these things, in 2 Peter 1, you can read it. Adding to your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, 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 brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. Watch what Peter says in his epistle, 2 Peter 1, uh, verse 8. If, for if these things, these things of faith that you've done and added through obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness, if these things be in you and abound, notice in 2 Thessalonians, that first chapter, he said, your faith groweth exceedingly and the charity of each of you aboundeth one toward another. It abounds. And he said, if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, what if we don't do these things? But he that lacketh these things uh, is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. 
Why? Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure, for if you do these things, you shall never fail. You won't fail, God. You'll come unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Well, these things are not just faith. Faith is a substance. Now faith, not yesterday's faith, not tomorrow's faith. Now faith, which is the preceding word of God in present truth. Now faith is the substance of things so far, the evidence of things not seen. But you have to add to your faith virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance. Temperance, patience, patience, godliness, brother, godliness, brotherly kindness, brother, kindness, charity. Now charity will cover a multitude of sins. Charity is your bond of perfectness. And if these things uh, are found in you and abound, then there will be no occasion of failing. And that will be the ones that have their minds sealed, the servants of God in their forehead with the mind of Christ in Revelation 7, which God is doing now. He's doing it now, sealing the servants of God in their forehead and those right now that are being sealed for the last day, judgments of God upon this earth. Notice in Revelation 9 in the fifth trumpet that we find the key to the bottomless pit. the abyss is opened and a bad man, Apollyon, come out, which is the destroyer. And we have locusts, the locust plague. Who do they come against? There's no pre-tribulation rapture because they're coming against only those that have not the seal of the living God in their forehead and Jesus in their foreheads. And Jesus stated that in the last days, it will be as it was in the days of Noah. What happened in the days of Noah? Well, the waters prevailed upon the earth for 150 days. Well, it's 30 days in that prophetic month, 30 into 150 are five months. It equals five months that the waters prevailed upon the earth and the judgment of God and water that destroyed the earth at that time. Noah's flood. That is, it wasn't the days of Noah. Well, what happens here? The locust plague in Revelation 9 in that fifth trumpet judgment of God uh, that we have already been sealed, the servants of God in their forehead, there in Revelation 7, why? Because without that sealing, we will not be able to stand Apollyon and Abaddon, the destroyer. The locust horde will hurt only those men that have not the seal of the living God in their forehead, which are the servants of God and will not be harmed by that locust horde. And it hurts men for how long? Five months, as it was in the days of Noah, 150 days. So it is the same in five months here in these last day judgments of God. The difference between love and charity. Love, we can love in word and in tongue. But charity is not just loving God in deed and in truth and doing the word of God, but also to do the will of God. Charity is loving God and doing the will of God in our own calling and purpose of God worked in our life. That's charity. Charity is doing the will of God for each individual, what your call is. Now, for charity to work in that individual, it has to be a seeking God with all the heart. As stated in Romans 12, 
verse 1. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is reasonable service. That's the cross. Crucifying your will to do the will of God. Whosoever will seek to save his life will lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for the gospel's sake, doing the will of God individually, will find it. And he says, be not conformed to this world. Don't be conformed to this world. Don't buy that prosperity gospel of money. No, don't be like that rich man. That ground brought forth plentifully. And he pulled down his barns. He built greater. He was a good businessman. He didn't lie to you to steal. But he said to his soul, take thine ease. Eat, drink, and be merry. For thou hast much good stored up for many years. He stored up things. And that night, the judgments of God in the night visions, that's which we're coming into now, more than ever in these last days that we're seeing nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom, wars, rumors of wars, and it's escalating with frequency and intensity. Everyone knows that has studied eschatology at all, the last day events. But it is uh, increasing with intensity and frequency, and we can see that. And we're seeing the earthquakes there in Turkey. And all the wars and the proxies, Iranian proxies, and Hamas and Hezbollah come against Israel. All the things and the nations, uh, they're standing against Israel. It's all set. But the rich man, thinking that he was just fine, said to his soul, take thine ease, you're fine in God. But that night, a voice came from heaven, said, thou fool. This night thy soul shall be required of thee. He lost his soul. Why? So is he that is rich toward self and not rich toward God. And that's many a person. Thinking, well, I just give God a tithe, 10%, and I get 90%. Not realizing that if you're rich toward self and not rich toward God, and you just put a, a, a sheet there with a, a T, put you on one side, God on the other, and see which side is it's uh, prevalent. Where does your money go? Is it more to sell? Most of the time it is. There in the ministry team here, we have sold out, sold out all our possessions for one reason, to do the will of God. And what God has blessed us with is for his work, for his ministry. Gospel tents, trucks, uh, Peter belts, boxes that we go to our gospel tent meetings, traveling uh, uh, there to nations, bringing the word of God. There is where our heart is. Well, when your treasures are your heart also. Is it toward self or is it toward God? And that's where charity is essential. That not only are, do we love God and doing the general will of God, but the specific purpose and will of God for the individual believer, finding what that is and doing it. That's charity. Charity is doing the will of God according to the purpose and will of God in your life. That's charity, not just love. It's a love for God based in doing his will in your life. That's charity. And it rejoices in the truth, bonded not itself. He's not puffed up, seeking not its own. Notice it rejoices in the truth. And Paul states, when our child speaks as a child, understood as a child. That's the Pentecostal move, seen through a glass darkly. But then when that which is perfect is come, charity. The body of Christ coming to faith abounding uh, and charity abounding one toward, toward another. That 
Those are the ones that are counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which they suffer. That's 2 Thessalonians 1. These, these are the ones that will be sealed in Revelation 7 that God is doing now. It is essential that we do the will of God that is charity, not just love. Many think that charity is just love, loving and word and tongue and, and giving God a tithe and you're okay and you've asked Jesus to come into your heart. Not so. You work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Why? Why would you fear and tremble? Because it's God that worketh in you, both the ones that do of his good pleasure. And that's where all of us, if Brother Beard, if I do not do the will of God, and I've studied the word of God for years and years and years and reading it through many times, that's all fine and good. But if I do not do the will of God, then I will not have access to the kingdom of heaven. So, oh, my Lord, then who can be saved? Only those that do the will of God. Those. That's who will be saved. Now, I'll say the Lord, 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 Jehovah God Almighty, the Father of glory. And having that knowledge that he is God born again and having the revelation that he is the Lord, these are not just born again little children. They are our babies, they are little children. They've grown from babies to little children. They call him Lord, Lord. Matthew 7, verse 23 and 24. Why, they call him Lord. But Jesus said, and all always say to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in, but only those that do the will of God. Now notice, they say, Lord, we have prophesied in thy name. They're giving their case. They're giving their reasoning why they should be able to enter into the kingdom of heaven. They had the Holy Ghost. They prophesied in his name. And in thy name, Jesus, we cast out devils in thy name. We've done many wonderful works. Jesus didn't say, no, you didn't. That wasn't the case. He said, I never knew you. Depart from me, what? You that work iniquity. You didn't do the will of God for your individual life. You didn't find out the quest for life and doing the purpose and will of God in your life and accomplishing that. You didn't do it. That's charity. That's the reason charity will cover a multitude of sins because you're not only doing the will of God, generally you're doing the will of God specifically for your life. That's charity. And that's where so many will miss the mark because they do not realize that God has a sole purpose for you individually called in your life of the Lord God yourself, Jesus Christ, to do. And it's many different ministrations, different ministries. It's all by one spirit, but we must find the calling of God in our life and do it. That's why we work out our own salvation. Well, how do you know the will of God? Well, we're back to seeking God with all of our heart, with all of our mind, all of our will, emotions, imagination, and intellect to where in our spirit we align our will with the will of God. We pray to align our will with the will of God. Not just knowing what it is, but doing it. And then, and only then, will we be pleasing in his sight. So there in Romans 12, 1, Paul gives us that key. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holding acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. 
That's a crucified life. That is not a crossless Christianity. That's one that's carrying the cross, not Jesus' cross. He's already paid the price. But the individual cross put in our life where we're made comparable to the sufferings of our Lord Jesus Christ, as Paul stated. I suffer the loss of all things and do count them but dunk that I might win Christ and being found, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but the righteousness of God by faith, individually doing the will of God. He said, I was crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life I now live, that's the godliness, that's the God life. The life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. What faith? The individual faith in the calling of God in Paul's life. Doing the will of God, not his own will. And suffered many things, as we all read in the word of God. The greater the call, the greater the sufferings. It's just that simple. And then he states there in Romans 12, Be not conformed to this world. By that, crucifying your flesh with the affections of the lust, you are not conformed to this world, but you're transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's the only ones that will be sealed in their foreheads, having the mind of Christ. Why? That they may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God for each individual is. That's the only way we know. So Paul stated, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it's God, Christ in you, the Holy Ghost leading you and guiding you. It's God that worketh in you and his effectual working upon your heart. But your outward reflection in life is doing the will of God according to the will and purpose of God. It's not something to be taken lightly and saying, well, I go to church, I'm saved because I give a tithe and I've asked Jesus to come into my heart. No, you just began your walk. You haven't even been born again until you've been born of the water and the spirit. And that requires repentance and baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Most have not even done that. Born of the water and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, born of the spirit. For the promise of you and to your children, many for all, even to as many as the Lord our God shall call. Many missed that there. Taking it back before the cross. After the cross, it's repeated, uh, commanded every man to be born of the water and the spirit according. That's actually 38 given by Peter who had the keys to the kingdom. But very few even give acknowledgement of that. But we have to go on. Can't stay little children. that you've been born again of the water and the spirit, you have to go on. Then from newborn babies, desiring the sincere milk of the word that may grow thereby, then you go to little children. And what are the little children? You've grown from babies to little children. What are they? First, John 2, 12 through 14, John tells us in his epistle, I write you little children because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. Yes, you're born again. And you've known the father. You know that Jesus is the father. He's the father manifest, revealed in the days of his flesh went back glorified with the Father's own self. He is now is, Jesus Christ is that quickening spirit. He is that new man. He is that Lord Jehovah God Almighty. As stated in Acts 2, 36, that same Jesus whom you crucified, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made him the man, both Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, and Christ, the Holy Ghost. Christ in you, the hope of glory. But it must be obeyed. That's charity. 
maturity is the obedience under righteousness, under holiness of whoever you use your members of service to obey him of the service to whom you obey, whether of sin and the death or of obedience under righteousness, which is adding to your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity, which is doing the will of God is a bond of perfectness and will cover a multitude of sins. That is charity, not just love. That's where the devil has deceived many. We must press toward that mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, doing the will of God. So we're working out our own salvation with fear and trembling, for it's God that worketh in us both to will and to do, according to his good pleasure. So it behooves us all to seek God to press toward that mark, which is the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, where we be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, where we'll be kings, we will be kings and priests, and reign and rule with our Lord and the earth for during the thousand-year millennial period where Jesus is, Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there, present, sitting upon the throne of David, as he's promised in Psalm 132.11. The Lord has sworn in truth unto David, and will not turn from it, of the fruit of thy body, David, will I, God himself, set upon thy throne, ruling in the earth for 1,000 years. This is what we're headed for in the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. But who will be accounted worthy of it? Only those that do the will of God. Well, we want you to contact us so we can work together. Now, we're going to be placing uh, the, the fruits there of this uh, the podcast that we're doing. Most of the downloads, the thousands of the downloads are in America. And we want to work with you. And there, as we join together, we'll take this gospel to all the world. Now, we've been going to Africa since 2012. And we've had a great move of God there, Ghana, Kenya, and the nine nations in Africa there with over a thousand ministers that have come out, thousand pastors and ministers and evangelists that have come out of the false trinity doctrine to the true one God doctrine. That's all fine and good. But now we have to do the will of God and go on to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. And they're requiring and requesting us to bring a Jesus only training to them. I need your help. We need to work together. If you're called in the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ, call me, contact me. You can email me at sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. Let me know your name. I'll contact you. Let's work together and we'll give the right hand of fellowship. There are many, many nations right now crying for the true gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ that must be preached in all the world for a witness in all nations. And then and only then will the end come. We must do the will of God. We can't stay as church as usual. We think we go to our local church and God's just pleased with that. No, he said, go ye and all the world. Preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. We need, we need the body of Christ. You that know the leading of the Holy Ghost and the voice of the Son of God. You know the voice of the Holy Ghost, the voice of God himself to contact. Contact me, contact our ministry team here so that we can work together. God is literally pulling the body of Christ, fitly framing it together right now for the work of the ministry, what we're all called for. It's a great work. We need your help. We need to come together. Again, email me at sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. There, you can get the email and I'll contact you. Or you can write to me, Dennis Beard Ministries, DBM, 
Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. Visit our websites. They'll be here on the end of the video, on the video of the podcast. But there at the podcast, DennisBeard.org. Go to that website. We have seven books authored by yours truly for the edification of the body of Christ. Contact me there, DennisBeard.org. Also, SealingGodsPeople.org, SealingGodsPeople.com. And for the ministers and serious believers, JCIC.tv, where we try to contact you and let you know events and updates there on the ministry. Again, that's www.jcic.tv. There, also tune in to the podcast, the app, Sealing God's People for our daily podcast, focusing on the present truth of the preceding word of God in the Sealing of God's People. Sealing God's People is the app. And tell your friends and the believers about it, for we're all coming together into one for the work of the ministry. And God will fitly frame us together and compact it according to the measure of each part. For the each joint, to the supplying of each joint, there for edification, and there edification of itself in love. The true love of God will manifest itself from faith to hope to charity. Charity not being a general love not just basically doing the will of God and not lying, cheating, and stealing and doing the things there, but doing the will, specific will of God. That's the key, to do the specific calling and purpose of God in each of our lives is charity. Charity is accomplishing that and doing the will of God. And then we have access to the kingdom of heaven. And we'll hear the, the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You've been obedient. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Be thou ruler over five cities. Be thou ruler over ten cities. Reign and rule with Christ Jesus our Lord during the millennia for a thousand years here on the earth. Well, contact me. Let's work together. Uh, we pray for each individual, all of us, that God will perfect that which is lacking in each one of us, that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in both spirit, soul, and body. Until the next time, this is Brother Kenny Spirit saying, Behold, the real Jesus.